Let's do it. Lee. What's up, my man? How are you, buddy? I am pretty awesome, uh, given the circumstances. How about you? I, I'm all right, man. I uh, I miss hearing your voice. I got to say, a lot has changed since the last time uh, we talked, huh? Yeah, a lot has changed. Mostly mostly bad, to be honest, unfortunately. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> For the people that don't remember, me and Carl talked to Lee Abamonte. I don't know, uh, at the beginning of this whole podcast journey and uh we were busting your balls so badly and we we started thinking you might be cia and all that uh you gotta you gotta refresh everyone's memory here your story really quickly lee yeah i was the guy to uh, be the youngest to go to every country in the world i'm still the youngest person to go to every country in the world plus the north and south pole i live here in new york and uh yeah i love doing the podcast with you and carl and uh, still devastated about what happened I think I'm over, and then I realize, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not. I I just found some audio of me, Carl, and Vic Henley on the radio that I never put on my podcast. So, And I was listening to this damn thing, and uh, you would think it would make me happy, but they feel so alive when you're listening to them. And uh, I was editing it up, and I'm going to put it out very, very soon, and it just bummed me out, man. I guess you just... Got to appreciate the the time you had with these people before they move on to whatever's next, right? Yeah, man, you got to enjoy life. You never know. Honestly, you never know what could happen. And, uh, you know, Carl's an amazing example of that. He's such a young guy, you know, such a good dude. And uh, then all of a sudden, God, you know, crazy shit. Actually, you can relate to this because part of your story, too, is that you were in the t- uh, the Twin Towers on 9-11. Yeah, I wasn't actually in them, but, yeah, I worked there. Uh, luckily, um, that's the only reason, uh, you know, I went through there and uh yeah man it's just crazy and that was actually probably one of the big impetuses uh for me to start living my life the way i did and uh you know i haven't looked back since right. but uh, you just always appreciate everything and literally never take anything for granted or people and if you you want to do something with somebody make make the effort to do it don't put it off because you never know oh my god you got to live in the moment that's what you learn through these tragedies no what i guess what i meant by that is you you uh unfortunately had tremendous lost because of 9-11 you knew a lot of those people yeah i worked uh yeah i, I mean i worked at uh Cannon fitzgerald that was my first job out of college i mean i was like 21 years old i mean uh you know it's crazy everyone i worked with uh one of my best friends uh you know a girl who i dated i mean just crazy stuff dude you know yeah you, you can't even think that that's a possibility and then um it makes you at a young age kind of grow up and reevaluate everything and uh you know, just just make the most of uh, what you got, really, with the time you have. You know, I thought nine eleven would be the big event in our lifetime. Uh, you know, every generation has that big event, whether it was World War One, World War Two, Vietnam War. You get the picture. And I thought for us it would be nine eleven. And man, this coronavirus, this pandemic, has made nine eleven. Not to make light of that, obviously, but you realize. Wow, that that event doesn't compare to what we're dealing with right now, right? Well, it's it's almost like the complete opposite in that, you know, 9/11 was uh unexpected, you know, you really couldn't have prevented it in theory. Right. And uh, you know, coronavirus, we had a huge head start, we had a huge knowledge um lead on it and we just chose not to take action and then uh the other thing about 9-11 was it really brought the country together in ways like that we've never experienced in my lifetime right and uh this is the complete opposite you'd think it would bring us together i mean we are america right but it's actually divided us in ways that uh, i just didn't think were possible even um you know just a couple years ago it's really unbelievable that's very interesting because i think if 9-11 happened uh today 
I think we would be divided. I, I think that's where the, the country has, uh, has led to this moment where no matter what, we are a divided country now. And I don't think there are events that could actually bring us together. Maybe if the aliens attack or something, I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, there's no way to know, obviously. And I hope we don't ever find out. But I feel like, you know, the Pearl Harbor attack, 9-11 attack. Right. Uh, you know, that's like terrorism. That's a different thing. That's an invasion of the sovereignty of the United States, whereas this is literally just a domestic problem. And it's, uh, right. you know, has a lot to do. Let's be honest, it has a lot to do with Trump, it has a lot to do with the Internet. Yeah. And uh, it just has to do a lot with uh, people having access to information, you know, so quickly and, and, and so so much 24 hours a day on the Internet and on cable news. And, uh, you know, people just don't want to accept it. And the, and the other big problem is our country is so big. Yeah. You know, things are different. You know, just like when you're voting, things are different, different issues in different parts of the country. And, uh, you know, people viewed coronavirus completely differently and it, and, it, and it unfortunately went across party lines red and blue and uh you know it still is which is really unfortunate i've been traveling around quite a bit yeah the last couple months even during uh, the pandemic safely and responsibly of course but you go to some of these states and you're just your mind is fucking blown like by how people view it and how they um you know see it as reality or not and uh it, it's kind of disheartening especially as uh, new yorkers and like living through how we did uh, you know, March, sure. April, May, you know, with you traveling around the country, give me some stories. What's going on out there? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, uh, I remember right after Memorial Day, I think it was like May 29th or something like that. I, I just had it, man. 80 days stuck in my apartment. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was going to jump out the window, you know, so I sure. just like got on a plane and uh, shout out to Vegas and, you know, not to do any gambling. Nothing was open. I just played golf and then to go hiking in the mountains nearby, you know, and that was like what I needed for my sanity at that time. And, uh, you know, you play golf and you, you chat with people yeah. and, uh, you know, they're like, Oh, you guys had it so bad. We don't have anything here. And, uh, yeah. you know, the guy's like, I remember I played with one guy and he's like, Oh, to wear a mask, you know, it's just really burdensome. I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, dude, you know, wait till the casinos open up in Vegas again and it, and it comes here, which obviously is what happened, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go around. I remember I went to visit my family in Florida. Um, oh, my God. About, you're nuts. Yeah. Two weeks after that, you know, I got tested and stuff like that and, and everything. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you hadn't seen your family in months. Uh, right. You want to do it. Sure. And, I remember I went to get a haircut. I hadn't had a haircut in like forever, right? And yeah. I walk in with a mask on, and it was a, a woman who was giving the uh, the haircuts, and she goes, "Oh, baby, you don't have to put that mask on for me." And I'm like, "Lady, <laughs> I'm not doing it for you, but uh, you know, if you're gonna cut my hair, you're gonna have to put one on." And then that, she said, "That's like no, I'm not gonna do that." And I'm like, "All yeah. right, I'll go to Supercuts. Thank you." Yeah. No, I I want to jump in because that's like the old days where it's like, "Ah, oh, baby, you don't have to wear that condom with me." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? I, I, couldn't I, don't get know. I don't know what you got. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. Early on, I said, oh, my God, please, please. We could argue about everything, but please, let's not argue about this dumb mask thing. You know what I mean? And uh, fast forward, that became incredibly political. And I, I, I'm, I'm here to say I think it really hurt us that we didn't mask well, up I mean, a lot earlier. There's no question, man. I mean, uh, wearing masks and, yeah. and socially distancing back in, uh, you know, really, they should have known this beforehand. But once it really came in in mid-March, yeah. uh, that was the way to do it. I mean, this was, you know, just common sense, right? The less contact you have, the less people get the disease. And it goes away in theory or at least gets beaten down and you flatten the curve. And, uh, wow. you know, we learned the hard way here and everyone else had our example. And we chose not to listen to the Italian and Spanish example. Yeah. But we learned and nobody else did. You were saying it was a no-brainer and I'm thinking, 
know, really go on Twitter right now and say, you know, wearing a mask is a no brainer. We should all wear masks. And you'll be arguing with people for the next week about that. Uh, it's going Dude, on right now on my Twitter. <laughs> it's going on right now with my Twitter because one guy basically found a doctor that's saying uh, wearing a mask is bad. And I'm like, you do remember when we were growing up, they always said nine out of 10 doctors think smoking is bad for you. And there was always that one <laughs> douchebag doctor that they found to help their cause. Dude, Twitter, I can't even deal with it. I, I see your Twitter feed and I, I start laughing. But if that was me, I'd just like, you know, lose my mind and uh, yeah. just choose not to interact on it. But, uh, you know, I'll put something out there, but then I'll just like let it sit. You know, I can't I just can't go back and forth with people because this became a political issue when anyone reasonably intelligent knows that it never should have been that way. You know, well, I, I mean, everyone's following Trump's lead. All you had to do is put on that dumb mask early on and at least we all would have been on the same page with that and then we could fight the politics the left and right on our facebook pages and in the backyards while we're having barbecues with our with our families but God, i mean you're man. talking about dude you're talking about the worst possible human being to be the leader of america at this time literally the worst possible person yeah your passion uh for the coronavirus uh for trump for New York City, that's why I wanted to talk to you because you're really going all in with all this. And, you know, God bless you. Why, why do you think Trump's the worst person to deal with this pandemic? Well, number one, he de he denies it almost still to this day. And he embraces all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. Uh, not science, doesn't listen to the experts. And, uh, you know, he, he just says the dumbest shit i mean the stuff uh what was it you ingest like bleach or whatever yeah kill it, or like yeah. shine light on the body i mean are you yeah. fucking kidding me it's <laughs> yeah. not like photosynthesis you know right. yeah <laughs> well, well, uh well you know it, 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 this doesn't help his ego you know he had a, a great economy i personally don't know if he had anything to do with that but things were were looking pretty good there and then it all falls apart with this pandemic and he can't take it and he just wants everyone to go back to how we were and Unfortunately, there's a new norm happening right in front of our eyes. And like it or not, we can't go back to how it was. We just can't. We need to find people that are smart and innovative and try to f help us figure out what this new norm is as we uh, move through this coronavirus. Because even if they figure out the coronavirus tomorrow, you live in New York City still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's just take New York City. New York City isn't coming back anytime soon, even if they come up with a cure for the coronavirus tomorrow. I mean, no. people have had enough time to completely change. They lost their family businesses. All the restaurants are going away. Small businesses are either going away or figuring out that they could have their employees work from home with the Zoom meetings. So the way of life that we remember before the coronavirus, a lot of that is gone maybe forever yeah i mean a lot has changed and you know i'm not a uh one of these people who gets caught up i'm not a democrat or a republican i just i i just have common sense and call a spade a spade right and uh you know i want him to succeed obviously because i want our country to oh, succeed God, it but helps the fact all of us. that he just can't accept things yeah as as truths and uh you know he tries to change the narrative in order to help himself it's just it's just so wrong and it's it's so obvious too and and that's what bothers me the most is that people just don't see that or at least accept it but i think that you know the bottom line with him and just in general is most people think he's a dipshit right even the people that support him i think it's just that they hate the other side so much they just want to piss off liberals basically and just keep him in office yeah well anyone that's against trump is a libtard that's that's yeah, where we're exactly. at in this country like oh really <laughs> really? 
You know, I mean, I know I know Republicans that don't like Trump either. So what are they now libtards? I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. Dude, the problem insane. is now everything's so polarizing, right? It's yeah. like, you know, you got like the the 5% on the far left, 5% on the far right, and then you get 90%, you know, the, the people I call normal who yeah. just kind of live in the middle, you know? Sure. Yeah, that's that's about right. Uh, New York City is scary. You're still living there on a regular basis or you're just kind of coming and going? I'm living and I'm looking to get out, actually. I mean, I've been looking to get out for a while and this just kind of cemented it for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know... The, the things that I enjoy about New York or enjoyed, I can't even do anymore. I can't go to Yankees games. I can't go to shows, concerts. You know, I can't even go to restaurants after like what October when we can't go inside to eat. You know? Yeah. So, so what happens then, you know, and you can't go to bars and I uh, really, you can't see your friends like you used to. The costs are not going down. Like, you know, my rent's not going down. The cost of going out and living is, is not going down. Right. And, uh, you know, stores are closing down. Uh, like you mentioned, people can work from home. Commercial real estate is going to go in the shitter. People are going to be evicted. I mean, look at the homeless problem we have in the city right now. I mean, uh, you know, six months ago, there weren't nearly as many homeless people as there are now. And they're everywhere. Yeah. And it's almost getting like San Francisco, you know? It, it, it's crazy. Uh, I live on the Upper West Side and they're filling up the hotels with the homeless. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm on the Upper East Side and, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of nice buildings around here with just people sleeping on the street with their ass hanging out. You see people shitting in between cars on like Second Avenue, you know? Yeah. And everyone wants de Blasio out. They think. Yeah, it- he's. Uh- He's not a popular mayor. <laughs> well, I I don't think politicians in general should be popular right now. You know, they they have failed us on uh, at every turn. It seems like in, in my lifetime. But uh, you know, Mike Sappho, obviously, are are a good friend there. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. Uh, Mikey is you know he works for the NYPD, and uh, we have conversations all the time. And some of the conversations, unfortunately, I can't mention on the podcast. But I certainly yeah. can mention this one. He goes, "Ope, if you're on the fence whether you're going to stay in New York or not," he goes. Jump in your car and somewhere around, uh, what did he say? Uh, he, he said start like at 59th Street, Columbus Circle, let's say, uh, to go real local. Take Broadway all the way down to, U- to Union Square. When you see what Broadway has become, you will call a moving company immediately. And I'm like, come on, Mike. He's like, I'm telling you, everything is gone on Broadway. Everything is gone and boarded up, and they're not coming back. All these uh, businesses, and I'm like, God. yeah, even on the Upper East Side, man. I mean, look in the Village. You know, um, the rents are so expensive here, especially for businesses. How are they supposed to cope with being closed for five, six months? Right. And uh, you know, when they're paying like fifty, seventy-five thousand or more yeah. a month in rent, you know, I mean, who can make that up? As a New Yorker, you judge a, a mayor really on two things: do you feel safe, and is the city clean? Other right. than that, just don't raise my taxes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's and, he's uh, he's looking to raise the taxes, and people are like, yeah, well, exactly. And uh, you know, the city is clearly not clean, and no. uh, you know crime is up murders up i mean i don't know i don't really see that but i mean you read about it you know i avoid the local news at all costs because it's it's all the bad stuff that has happened in your neighborhood while you were sleeping or whatever and i watched (laughs) today and i'm like oh my god like why does anyone watch the local news there's nothing good that comes of it it's just all fear-mongering you know and Dude, I just got back from a two-week kind of road trip playing golf and going hiking up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Beautiful. And I didn't turn the TV on for two weeks. And right. It was just glorious. I got home late last night, and I've been watching TV all day, and I fucking hate it, you know? Uh, so you were in the Pacific Northwest where you're hanging out with uh, Antifa men. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're that's what I do. You're taking out our out liberal with, uh, cities, yeah. man. <laughs> and if we don't do anything about Antifa... 
It's going to happen to every city in America, and that's why you need to reelect Trump. Dude, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though. I was actually in Portland for a, a bit of time. Yeah. And, uh, first of all, that place is uh, got to be the most liberal city in in America, and it always kind of was. But sure. the homeless issue there is just there's like meth heads all over the place, homeless people everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but what they have that they don't really report, you know, at least on uh, the right, is that. Dude, they have all these like white supremacists, like skinhead neo-Nazi dudes, like just going down there to cause trouble. So like when they talk about all this like anarchy and stuff like that, it's these groups from places like Idaho and Montana and shit going down there and like causing trouble. I was in line for a food cart. Right. And there's this there's this uh, skinhead with a shirt off with a t- big tattoo across his back that just said white power. Oh, my like, God. Fuck, that- and like I'm talking to somebody who's from there and they're like, yeah, man, they just come here and they just fuck with the protesters. Right. And then obviously, you know. Fox News and shit just reports it the other way, you know, so it goes both ways. Kind oh, of yeah, 100 percent. I, I mean, I, yeah, I could go with that. I mean, I I I loved uh, San Francisco. I've been there twice. Uh, that That is an amazing city. There's so much to do. But I hated the homeless uh, problem, man. I went to. Yeah, the, it's brutal. I went to uh, hate as Asbury or Ashbury, whatever. And, yeah, hate Ashbury. Yeah. And uh, and then that leads to the giant park there. I forgot the name of it offhand. And there were just packs of homeless people just wandering around. It was scary as all hell. And you would step over homeless people to go into restaurants and bars. And I'm like, man, this city's really, really cool. And uh, there's a lot to do. But the other side of it is to have like tolerance to allow the homeless to come in to this extent is I, I, I don't know why you would let that happen to your city in places like san francisco and i've been in san francisco 40 times and uh you know the, the difference is they're not just like homeless people they're just kind of like hobos so to speak right and a lot of them will do drugs like on the street they'll like shoot needles like, oh on the yeah man and see it. oh yeah and it's like that that's the shit i can deal with homeless people but when they start like shooting drugs in public and stuff like that that's when i have issues and speaking of our city new york city uh you know and they're worried that it's a liberal city and it's going to go the way of portland and everywhere else that's where I, I don't even know where you stand on this, and and please be honest. But that's where I yell and scream. We can't defund the police. Like the you know the left had a um, a, a lot of uh, uh, energy and a, and a lot of momentum, I should say, and then they go for all of it. It's like no, you idiots, you can't go for all of it. You know, it started with Black Lives Matter, which which led into uh, uh, social issues in general. And that was all, you know, some of that was obviously good. And then they go all in, like, we have to just get rid of the police and defund the police. And now you see it in New York City, like, the, these cops don't want to arrest anybody because they're like, I, I'm going to get in fucking trouble if I chase down this guy and it goes bad. So uh, crime is going way up in New York City, and that's going to help people vote for uh, Trump in this next election. Yeah, you know, the problem with all that stuff was, and, you know, listen, the Black Lives Matter thing, I, I fully support that. Of course. Uh, you know, they, they, they have to deal with stuff that we can't even imagine dealing with. Of and I'm, I'm totally... Uh, you know, sensitive to that, but the defund the police thing was a massive mistake, not in like smart people understand what they're talking about. The problem is the phrase defund the police isn't actually what they were going to do, but it sounds like they're just going to take police, you know, just basically uh, stop having police and fire everybody. And it's just going to be anarchy, which is obviously not 
the intended uh, meaning. It was just a terrible phrase, and of course, the you know the right just jumped on it, right. and rightly so. It was a stupid phrase, and they just took it a little bit too far. Right, and um, uh, it's unfortunate, and um, you know it's going to become a huge hotbed issue uh, for come November. You know, I, I agree. I got to say this very carefully because with Black Lives Matter, they talk about white privilege. I think they got to change the term <laughs> away from white privilege because. When I think privilege, I don't think about my life growing up. Did I feel like I had advantages over uh, minority groups? Of course, but I wouldn't call it white privilege, man. I worked at a, I worked at a golf course for twelve years. I can tell you, real privilege. So when you hear the term white privilege, I think that confuses a lot of uh, a lot of white people, and 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 makes it hard for them to get on board with the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement. You're always going to have feelings one way or the other i mean you you respect the play of uh you know black lives matter and, and what they've gone through that you didn't have to go to but it's not yeah. like all white people were rich and spoiled either yeah uh, i think it just it just means that you know things are easier in theory because you don't have to deal with systemic racism even if you uh, came from a poor family like you know like i did for yeah. instance and uh, you, yeah. know, you worked hard and you made something of yourself but i never had to feel like Oh man, I'm 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 white. I got to be careful here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never yeah. had to think like that. So that's obviously the issue there, and I I totally understand that. Yeah, um, no, it's uh, well said. I just think the the actual word privilege uh, confuses a lot of people because well, you know, and the, it just pisses people off who want to get pissed off. Yeah, and you know, and therein lies the problem uh, in our country. I mean, our our biggest problems in this country are, are racism, uh, education, and, and healthcare. You know, and the cost of education and healthcare. Yeah, and uh, you know, and honestly. Uh, we need radical change uh, for all of them. And uh, I just don't really see it happening because uh, the machine of the U.S. government just isn't built for change, you know, unfortunately. Of course not, man. They just want to keep, you know, keep it rolling how it is because they benefit from it. We all we all know that that don't believe in the system as as much. It's so blatantly obvious, like we're supposed to be the most powerful and best country in the world. And and our education uh, system has fallen way behind with I don't know how many countries at this point are are ahead of us and then uh you know not to have actual decent health care and for the people out there like I I can't think of one person that likes their their coverage we're all bitching complaining how expensive everything is listen man I mean you know I, I kind of look at things from an international perspective because I've traveled so much and sure of my job and my position and all that stuff and uh, you know I talk to people in other countries all the time you know from Asia to South America to Europe right Australia and every one of them is just like basically the fuck is wrong with America I, you know what I mean and uh, you know and people throw out the word like social socialism and stuff like that and most of the people who throw out the word socialism don't even actually know what it fucking means right and uh, you know or they're like oh you're just a commie or something you know yeah, like, what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. are you talking about yeah. dude all yeah. I all I want is everyone to have access to healthcare, right the ability to be educated and if you get sick, you don't go bankrupt, basically. You know what I mean? And I want everyone to feel comfortable. I mean, you know, that's pretty much most people, I feel like, you know, but it just becomes a political issue and everything's for profit. When education and healthcare went for profit in America, that was a big downfall. And it was just inevitable. We're going to get to the point that we are now, you know? Of course. And I mean, every person listening to this right now, they... They have a ton of family members that you are 100% right. If they get sick, they're going bankrupt in America. 
and it happens every fucking day, man. It's it it's just it's crazy, and that's why I get so fucking frustrated when people are will spend the whole day uh, on my Twitter feed, certainly uh, arguing Trump versus Biden at this point. And I'm like, you, I mean, no matter who's the president, the rich are going to stay rich, and then we fight over some fucking breadcrumbs they throw at us. Well, that's exactly right. It's it's breadcrumbs for most people. It's the rich who get richer. But you know, the the, the craziest thing not even get richer. The they just who, they just stay rich. Sorry, Lee. They just yeah, yeah, stay of course. And you know, rich. a lot of the people who argue against a lot of these safety net programs are actually the one who ones who end up using them, whether they actually know it or not. You know, oh. and that that drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, they're like, oh, Medicaid, fuck that. And you're like, well, you know, I'm not using Medicaid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god. So I know people uh, in my own life that. Uh, Hated Obama, are huge Trump supporters, and they don't even have a job or health care. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah, dude, man, what do you for think? me, and I'm not, like I said before, I'm not a Trump hater. I just don't like him because no. he hasn't done a good job. It's yeah. just common sense. Yeah. I wouldn't care if a Republican was president or a Democrat is president. I'm an American. Yeah. I just want the president to do the right thing. Like, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up in the 80s, yeah. and Reagan was president. I didn't know the difference between Democrat and Republican, but I respected him. He was smart, or at least he appeared smart, and everybody respected him. My parents were Democrat. Uh, my my grandparents were Republican. They all loved Reagan, and he respected him. He did the right thing, at least in theory. Right. And uh, you know, and then wow. the internet came, and uh, you know, the the whole Bush debacle with Gore with the the Florida recount that really started politics in a shit manner. That and the Clinton Lewinsky thing. Sure. And everything just kind of went downhill from there, and he kind of stopped having respect, and then. Uh, at least from an international perspective, like after the Bush kind of years, which were rough because of the wars, obviously, and then Obama gets elected and he might not have been the most popular president in our own country, but around the world, it was like a godsend. You know what I mean? Right. You were proud to be American again. And then yeah. when, when Trump gets reelected, you're like, oh, God, here we go again. Right. But it was worse than he could have ever imagined. And, and that's kind of uh, – where I'm at with it right now. I look at it from a global perspective, not a Democrat Republican thing. Well, it's funny you mentioned Obama because, you know, people expected there would be dramatic sweeping changes in this country because of the first black president. The fact is he didn't take your fucking guns. He didn't do, you know, none of this stuff that they thought was going to happen that they now think is going to happen. If Biden is the president, that he's going to take, take your guns and uh, the radical left is going to take over the country and every city is going to be like Portland. It's like, Dude, come on, man. Those are just Republican talking points. Uh, scare tactics. People are going to take your guns and like, you're not going to be able to worship God. They're going to take God out well, of the Pledge of Allegiance. You're like, what the, what the fuck? I mean, who believes that shit? I do. If the Democrats are going to, uh, you know, make sure we're not allowed to say the word God and we could maybe go to jail if we say God, then I got to vote for Trump. <laughs> I have to vote for Trump. Listen, you know, the thing about guns is they're cultural in America. As much as I think there needs to be like common sense measures, like most normal people should think. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just not going to happen in America. We have to kind of accept and move on. But the Democrats are not coming to take people's guns. It just won't happen in America. Right. There's never going to be sweeping change in right. anything. That's the thing. Uh, Nothing really course. ever changes. Of course. Thank you. I do feel like we have a major gun problem in America. And now I can, oh, no I, I can just hear people screaming. <laughs> more guns than people. I can hear people screaming right now. So let me finish this thought, okay? But the time to really figure out the gun problem in America passed us by, I don't even know how many years ago. I, I would say 
probably 50 years ago at this point. I mean, the Sandy Hook thing, if that didn't change things, ha! It's just not going to change. So no. what we need is just, you can't, just background checks. How hard is that? You got you to take a test to get a car, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? To get oh, a driver's boy. license. Oh, boy. You're pissing people I mean, this is just common sense oh, stuff. Oh, boy. Common <laughs> sense. Oh, my God. Check your Twitter after this. I know, right? I think it's common sense. I got to get back to uh, Reagan for a second. Uh, I, I got to stick up for uh, the gay community. They weren't fans. <laughs> they weren't fans of Reagan. He kind of ignored the whole uh, AIDS crisis back in the day. They've come an amazingly long way, and uh, you know, well deserved. I mean, it's ridiculous yeah. that anyone's discriminated against in America. Of course. So, uh, I mean, especially who gives a shit? You, you can love whoever you want, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. He was the he was the great communicator. Uh, yeah. when he was the president. <laughs> he gave a hell of a speech, but then people were like, he's just acting. <laughs> yeah yep, he's yep. just acting it's like okay whatever man how do you see this uh pandemic uh playing out for yourself for, for new york city for the country well i think that um i mean for me personally i mean this has been devastating i mean uh, my business is like destroyed you know and um, hey, what do you do lee uh, travel stuff. So, I mean, like nobody's traveling. I mean, um, right. you know, I'm spokesman for different travel companies. I, uh, I do trips, I do social media, I do a lot of television, always talking about travel. So really now it's always just like, well, are they black in the middle seats or, you know, <laughs> what's the load factor? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. if people aren't traveling, there's not money for people who work in the travel space. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just part of the overall economy. We haven't even seen the, the worst results yet. I mean, airlines are going to be laying off like tons of people come next quarter. Uh, you know, the summer, the summer season with no tourists is going to, you know, we're going to see that people are going to continue losing uh, their homes and being evicted and, and, and things like this. So the answer is I have no fucking idea. Right. I mean, I think this goes on a while. And um, like you said, even if they were to come up with a, uh, you know, a vaccine or like whatever, it's it's not going to be widely distributed and you're still going to have this, this disease going. And if it affects, if it infects like older people or people who are, you know, um, uh, have like, you know, whatever, an underlying condition, it still could kill them. And, yeah. uh, you know, and that's, that's basically the, the issue. It's not like young people. It's not even like 40 somethings like you or I. And, uh, I think you're 40 something. I have no idea. Actually. Um, and, I, I hit the, uh, I hit the, the five. Oh, you're in the fives now? I'm in the fives, unfortunately. Uh, and well, that's you what younger. And thank you. And that's what, <laughs> but that's what scares me, Lee. Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to creep up in into that age category where I, I do have to worry a lot more. Uh, full disclosure, right now as I talk to you, my brother-in-law has the coronavirus and my uh, my nephew. Uh, my brother-in-law is in his 50s. He had a really tough time with it. He's on the other side of it, thank God. Uh, and my nephew, to be fair, because this is what you, you see over and over again in America, uh, he's totally fine. Like, he's just... He's not going about his life because he's being responsible and he's quarantining and stuff like that. But he had no symptoms. Yeah, I think I'm. Um, I think I'm in the twenties actually with people I know who have it. Twenty? You have say. for real? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I have you know I have friends all over the world. So I mean, it's not like they're right in my immediate uh, circle or anything like that. But I yeah. mean, you know, you see on Facebook or you know whatever. Oh, I got it. You know, and I'm dealing with it. But nobody died, thank God. Right. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people got sick and um, two of them ended up in the hospital. And again, both of them pulled through. Thank God. But I mean, uh, you know, some people say, uh, well, I don't know anybody who has it. But I mean, you know, some people know 
20, 40, 100 people who have it, you know? People went to some of these weddings and stuff like that, you know? Uh, I feel bad because Brother Weez's son is getting married, and I'm too scared to go. I, I'm too scared to go. I wouldn't be go. going to any gatherings, man. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> really, it's, it's, it's terrible. I mean, I've had, I think, four weddings canceled this year. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, again, man, it's like this is the problem. It's like everything you kind of do for fun, right. you really can't do except for, like, golf and hiking, really. Yeah, you know, I know. My, something like that, you know? I got a I got another police friend out here at the beach, and I was talking to him yesterday, and he's he's from the school. He's taking it seriously, but he's also, like – kind of he was kind of telling me like the older generation they've lived their lives he actually said this to me he goes they lived their lives and i wanted to kind of debate the guy but then i thought about my dad who uh if he was still alive he'd be 90 but um my dad would have been one of those guys that would have said oh just come over to the house i lived my life you know what i mean don't worry about me uh, he definitely would have been all in as far as uh, continuing with his life and not worrying about it at all. And I know there's a lot of hardcore older people out there that think just like that. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's that generation. That's kind of the boomer and older generation. Man. Right. They kind of think like that. I mean, they lived through like wars and, you know, <laughs> everything. So, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I get it. I don't agree with it, but I, I understand the, the mindset. I mean, you know, that's but that's the thing, like normal people can put themselves in other people's kind of mindsets and see where they're coming from. Sure. That's where understanding comes through. You know, the difference is you got to be able to have like reasonable discussions. And the problem with right now is a lot of people just can't have like cordial discourse. You know what I mean? You can't have a regular conversation with somebody no. without somebody losing their fucking mind because yeah. people have literally lost their minds these days. And that's like the biggest problem, you know? Yeah. I, I threw my hands up on my own Twitter feed because I'm like, we, we can't even discuss this. No one wants, <laughs> I really believe no one wants to be wrong. Well, I've, I've been saying this for years, like about like politicians and stuff like that. Like when like things like C-SPAN and, you know, CNN and Fox News and everything, like people were going on there making statements. It was on TV. Yeah. So like you couldn't change your mind because that meant you were wrong. Right. You know what I mean? So your opponent could capitalize on that. So you yeah. had to kind of double down, which is like what Trump does constantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in, in my view, and I feel like in a lot of normal, you know, smart people's views, it actually it takes more of a man and a smart, a smarter person to admit that they were wrong and to change their opinion based upon new information or whatever, you know? Of course. Of course. But uh, you're not going to see that anytime soon. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> that's for sure. It's all wishful thinking, you know? It's, uh, it's good to hear your voice, though, Lee. You too, bud. Yeah. Where are, where are you hunkered down right now? You said you're at the beach. Where are you? I'm way out east on Long Island. I, I keep moving further and further away from New York City. My goal is to be on the tip of Montauk so I could just see people coming. <laughs> End of the world, baby. This is just a disaster. I just hope we all get through it. And, uh, you know, it's tough because people are losing their livelihoods. And, uh, and, and that's the big problem that kind of gets overlooked, especially with the national conversation focused on politics as opposed to people, you know? Yeah, 100%. And the stock market keeps on rolling, man. That goes back to my point. It's artificial, but yeah. Yeah, of course it is. It is. Well, you worked yeah. in that business. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it's artificial. I, I mean, these the numbers do not match the economy, the unemployment, and everything else. You know, it, you know, there's a reckoning coming, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, and that's what Trump focuses on. Look, look how great the the stock market is doing. And I stock sit there, market is not the economy. Yeah, and I sit there like uh, I, I I don't know many people that are in the market. I'm sorry because I I still have uh, major middle class uh, roots. You know, I did well with my life. 
uh, and my career. But the fact remains that I'm not hanging out with uh, uh, rich people. That's for sure. You know, my circle of friends and family, they're all in the middle class and they barely have any money in the fucking market. My God. (laughs) Trust me, brother. I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How are you doing with the sports thing? It's tough, right, to get back into these sports? You know, man, I'll tell you, there's no bigger sports fan on earth than me. I know. I've been to every major event in the world, literally. And, uh, you know, I was just watching the NBA playoffs, and, you know, it's kind of hard. They got the they got the fans on the TV, you know, like the little TVs yeah. in the court. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in baseball, the games keep getting canceled because, you know, the Yankees-Mets just got canceled, I right? Know. And uh, because a couple guys got corona. Yeah. And it's it, for baseball, I, I mean, this was obvious with the bubble. I was saying this, you know, months ago. They sure. need to do, like, a bubble in a city like Phoenix or something, like, where they have 10 major league-ready stadiums or, you know, do one in Florida, one in Phoenix, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, baseball kind of fucked up. And now you're going to have some teams playing 60 games, some teams playing, like, 45, and they're going to go by, like, winning percentage. I you're know. supposed to, like, really get excited about that. You know, it's hard. Uh, basketball and hockey, I think they've done a pretty good job. Um, I think the the college sports, especially football, there's no fucking way. I mean, uh, you know, you're taking 18 to 21 year old kids and you're telling them, you know, don't go party at college. You know, yeah, that's just, it's just almost not feasible, especially these big state schools like yeah. uh, where they're big into football. I just don't see it happening. The NFL, maybe, uh, you know, if they can create some kind of bubble. But there's just so many guys on a team and then there's a lot of people around the team. I just don't really see it. Uh I hope I hope it happens because I love football, obviously. But yeah. uh, you know, I think we got to learn from the basketball and hockey model. You know? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm a huge NBA fan, and I'm just sort of getting into the playoffs. And uh, I hate that they're pumping in crowd noise, though. I'd rather hear the players and their squeaky, stupid sneakers on the court. But somebody told me that they're pumping in the crowd noise to hide all the curses that are happening. Yeah, I heard that too. And, uh, you know, I actually like it more when they, when they curse. I mean, it's like yeah. going down to the playground and playing, you know. And, yeah, it's uh, an amazing uh, thing to be able to check out because eventually we'll we'll go back to, uh, you know, uh, them playing in front of crowds and all. So this is a unique opportunity. Yeah, I want to hear LeBron, you know, shit talking right. his own teammates and whoever else. And, you know, you know what I mean? That, that I think well, that would be look amazing. Look at golf, right? Like you watch the golf and, you know, a guy hits a bad shot and he's like, oh, fuck. And then, you know, yeah. Jim Nance will be like, well, we apologize for oh, that gosh. obscene language. And you're like, yes. We can't <laughs> even figure that out. We all pretend that cursing is bad still. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. It's, I know. Come on. It's, it's like 2020. I mean, look, look, look what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I think someone saying yeah. the F or shit, you know, is, yeah. is, is not a bad deal. You yeah, know? But, but as soon as you hear it on broadcast TV or radio, like, oh, my God, we got to apologize. <laughs> it's like everyone panics it's like they're just dumb yeah, words I man there's come on man i mean it's like it's everywhere just go on the internet and you know you uh, see everything yeah, yeah, yeah it's just yeah. kids yeah come on i just want life to move forward i'm so sick of it being the same fucking thing always we can't progress on much of anything and it's always driven me nuts yeah, I just worry that uh, this this last couple of years is actually just going to set us back socially, like another like two or three generations. You know what I mean? Especially if there's another sure. four years ahead of us. So uh, you just want the you just want it kind of out of your life, and it's really hard when you know it's everywhere on Twitter, and then everything the guy tweets is like on CNN and Fox and on the internet and everything. And then, <laughs> what do you and your friends talk about? Right? right. You talk. You, hey, how you doing? Oh, can you believe fucking Trump or Biden or like whatever? You know. <laughs> I I don't believe in either side, and I don't believe. A president's going to make my life any better. I really believe that my entire life. I, I, Same. Yeah, okay. But I just want him out of my life. That's all. Like out I, of my daily I, life. I'm not going to lie to you. I want him out of my life 
But I think we're all going to be quite bored if if it turns out that Trump doesn't get another four years because, man, <laughs> he is such a dick, but he's entertaining as all hell. And he tries to go viral every single day, man. I mean, think about it this way, though. And I, I kind of agree with you in, in, in <laughs> yeah. a certain aspect in a, in a perverse, twisted way. But, um, yeah. you know, listen, even if he loses, it's not like he's going anywhere. He's still going to be tweeting like 45 times a day. You know, I mean, like, let's yeah. be honest here. Oh, and I have just no, like he's just like an old man yelling at a cloud if he's not yeah. president, you know. And I have no doubt he's not leaving office. Not not <laughs> oh, a, God, not man. at first. I can't even imagine. Talk about embarrassing for our country if we. Yeah. If we no, not at first. An election where he gets smoked and then he just like won't leave, like you know, like Ivory Coast or something like that. <laughs> no, like he, that, you know? he ain't leaving, Lee. I'm telling you right now, yeah. there'll be something like, well, we got to look at the, you know, the election results and blah blah blah. I know. Then they're going to go down to like the local like municipalities of like Ohio to like yeah. overturn the vote. I mean, it's like yeah. ridiculous. You know? and, and then Biden and and Harris. Uh, they'll be just stopping their feet somewhere. Like, why won't he leave? <laughs> and then, like, what? They're gonna just, they're gonna send in the army to like take this guy out, like you know, put his head through the door. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do? I I you know, said to imagine? my I said to my wife years ago. I said when the Trump year ends, it's gonna end in a spectacular way. <laughs> and I don't know what I, that spectacular way is yet but it's gonna be amazing <laughs> i just i just love that uh i mean the, the ego on this guy that that's the other thing the arrogance yeah. the ego i mean he's yeah. just like well we'll see if i accept the result if yeah, i yeah. lose i won't accept it if yeah. i win i'll accept it yeah yeah <laughs> what? we should have done this a lot sooner i really appreciate that i uh got to hook up with you again and we'll we'll de definitely do a few more of these man my man anytime dude i'm happy to talk to you always and uh you know stay well family and all that and uh you know Thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Of course. Anything you want to promote? Uh, people can find me at Leah Bamonte. That's L-E-E-A-B-B-A-M-O-N-T-E. -E -E, Instagram. Uh, I hate Twitter, but I'm on it. Uh, Facebook, all that. So, uh, you know, stay right. hi. Don't be a dick. And yeah. I'm happy oh, to chat, you know? Don't be a dick. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>